0: Desk, And this is the owner of the Golden State Warriors, Chamath Palihapitiya, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a little difficult of a name, offering his view on the treatment of the Uyghur Muslims in China. You know, they're getting ready for the Olympics. Oh, yeah, they're getting ready for the Olympics, and no one cares. What we're really asking is why in the world are we having the Olympics in China? Don't you know these are bad people? Don't you know that communists can't be trusted? Don't you know they're all murderers? Do you not understand what's happening in Xinjiang? Do you not, I'm not understanding what's happening in the, with the Uyghur Muslims? You would literally have to be LeBron James to be so ignorant as to not understand what's going on with slave labor camps. Enter the owner, I should say minority owner, of the Golden State Warriors. Nobody, cares about, again? No, it's let's it's
1: nobody cares about what's happening to the Weakers, okay? You, you bring it up because you really what? care, and I think what that's mean, nice that you cares? care. The rest of us don't care. I'm just well, telling really you a very care? hard, Wait, I'm, telling a very, personally don't care? I'm telling you a very hard ugly truth, okay? Of all the things that I care about, yes, it is below my line. Okay, of all the things that I care about, it is below
0: my line. Disappointing. And that's what ends your time owning an NBA team. I want to be clear. There, there, There has to be a moment where the NBA says, yeah, we can't have this. I remember, and by the way, the person doing that interview was uh, Jason Kalkanis. I remember the owner of the uh, L.A. Clippers. He was the owner of the L.A. Clippers, right? Um, and he was caught by his girlfriend. His name was Donald Sterling. Caught by his girlfriend. A private conversation where he said something racist and he lost his team. The NBA is now admitting they don't care about what's happening to the Uyghur Muslims. They're admitting it. Okay. Okay. Why should anybody give a damn about the NBA? I want to like the NBA. I want to go to games. I enjoy, you know, I'm, I'm here in Indianapolis. Going to a Pacers game is great. It's a lot of fun. Team's not great, but they're great, and you want to be supportive. And there's Lance Stevenson. Oh, dear Lord, what do you want to do for Lance? But you, you don't care what's happening with the Uyghur Muslims? And look how defiant, look how defiant this guy is. Below my line. Well, what's above your line? I got to assume is what's above your line is anything that the woke mob tells you is above your line. The reality is, I very much doubt, based on this conversation, that you have a line. You don't have one. There aren't enough people who will not go to your games for you to care about what happens to the Uyghur Muslims. If 50,000 people wouldn't show up, Because of what you said, you'd start caring. At least that'd be honest. But what has to happen is you have to lose your ownership in the team. You don't get to own teams anymore. That's the way it goes. See, I can't stop LeBron James from playing in the NBA, but I could certainly enjoy Inez Cantor Freedom beating the living crap out of him because Inez Cantor Freedom has a code and LeBron James has no code oh, sure, he's uh, built a school and done some nice things. I don't think that the guy is completely devoid. But clearly, when it comes to what's happening in China, he has decided to stay silent and lie about others. Remember what he said about Daryl Morey? He was the then uh, general manager of the Houston Rockets, who said he stood with the Hong Kongers. LeBron said he wasn't educated on the subject. The MIT guy wasn't educated on the subject, but LeBron knows all things. Court vision does not equate to intellect. And clearly, I don't know where this guy from Golden State uh, went, the owner, but it certainly doesn't equate to decency. It doesn't equate to decency. This much is obvious. Now, the decency conversation is one that comes up quite often. Because in the decency conversation... You have people screaming Nazi and bigot all day, all night, all the time. It's constant and it is consistent. I talked about it right here in Indiana, where there was a member of the General Assembly, a state senator, who put up a, a bill to put an end to critical race theory in schools and to state that you have to post your curriculum. You have to post your curriculum. Online, you got to uh, let people see what it is uh, that that's going on. And it got attacked and it got vilified and a teacher said, look, I I don't teach my my history uh, equally. If we're teaching about Nazism, I I, I teach that, you know, fascism is bad. You should push back on it. Now, I would make two arguments. Number one, I can accept you calling it fascism, but we should really think of fascism as a tool, not as a political uh, thing, if, if only because the National Socialists utilize fascism wouldn't be more of a tool. I think it's a worthy conversation. I always have. But if you want to teach that that Nazism is bad, you won't find anybody to really object. You won't find anybody rational to object. This state senator... Said, look, I just want to make sure that what, when, when we're teaching things, we're, we're being impartial, whether it's Marxism, Nazism, fascism, we're impartial on the isms. The Indiana Democratic Party, being low class and low rent, pushed that as if somehow this senator was promoting Nazism. We should be impartial on Nazism. And then it got picked up by news outlets, it got picked up by Stephen Colbert because, you know, he's a pseudo-intellectual. That isn't what got said. It was the Indiana Democratic Party that was very proudly utilizing the Holocaust as a political prop for for their needs, wants, and desires. They didn't care about the Holocaust. They don't care about Nazis. They only care that they could score political points. That's all they gave a damn about. There is a guy by the name of Piyush Mittal. I, I, I don't know Piyush Mittal. But Piyush Mittal had a, a tweet. As many people do have a tweet. And in this tweet, it was the utilization of the Holocaust as political prop. Donald Trump had a, a, a rally in uh, in Arizona, and from all accounts, a lot of people showed up. From all accounts, there were a lot of people there. And behind Trump, there were people from all walks of life, and there were black men, I believe black women, wearing a sign that said blacks, wearing shirts, I should say, that said blacks for Trump. This drives the left crazy. Because as you know, they believe they own black people and their vote. And if you're black and support Donald Trump, you're nothing more than a traitor. If you don't know if you're going to vote for me or Trump, then you ain't black, said Joe Biden. You see? You see, there's only one acceptable thing for a black person to do. You have to fit into the mold that the white liberal puts you in. Isn't that great? They so believe in freedom and so believe in, in, in fairness and, 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 and most importantly, uh, you, uh, you being able to live an independent life that they're going to tell you exactly what you have to say and exactly what you have to think. Otherwise, your skin color no longer applies to you. That's the political left. So the Trump rally happens and there are these people and, you know, it's, it's uh, blacks for Trump. And this person, Payush Matal, tweets out, blacks for Trump equals Jews for Hitler. And again, people are still willing to denigrate the horrors of the Holocaust to score political points. The Holocaust is not your political prop. Stop being disgusting. This was my tweet. I don't know how many times I've said this, a million. I mean, maybe we're at a million, okay, maybe less, but we're at a lot. It's just like when liars like Jake Tapper, that low rent CNN, "Mm, Tony, don't do it. You got a whole show to think about. You got a career to think about. You could just leave it at that. Let people imagine what you were going to say. Or maybe they can join you later for a bourbon and then you can say it. But don't say it right now. When Jake Tapper wants to do things like this, do you think that this is decency? Jake Tapper's warning at the end of State of the Union, uh, which is his show on there at CNN. The election conspiracy didn't work in 2020, but it might work next time. Quote, pay attention to who they're lining up to count the votes and think about whose votes they don't want to count. Jake Tapper admitting clearly that he is taking his direct orders. He allows Joe Biden to write his news copy. He takes his orders from Joe Biden because it's Joe Biden who was screaming and yelling about this the other day. Who counts the vote? Jake Tapper's thrown in the towel. He's thrown in the towel. His only desire is to politically destroy his enemies, not to be somebody who's involved in journalism. Not at all. That he may get something right from time to time is just dumb luck. It's the reptilian brain at work. It's like when you cut the head off a chicken and it still runs around. It's just by happenstance. But the decency is long gone. Long gone. We, your Muslims, don't count. Joe Biden, in one of the most despicable ranting speeches ever given, is now going to be uh, told uh, by CNN, yes, that's right, that's right, the Republicans don't want to count your vote. We already excused LeBron James from saying something despicable about Daryl Morey. this is where we're at and I only hope that what we're kind of feeling is what we will see that guys like Tapper and guys like LeBron lose some amount of their cultural foothold their cultural toehold that they are punished For their hatred and for their bigotry. By not being able to sway parts of society like they used to. Sway culture, sway news. That it will be taken with large grains of salt or perhaps better, ignored. Because that is what they deserve. But it's up to us to ensure that the NBA is not ignoring an owner basically yelling defiantly that Uyghur Muslims don't matter. I mean, nobody, cares about, about, again, no, no,
1: nobody cares about what's happening to the Uyghurs, okay? You you bring it up because you really what? care, and I think what that's mean, nice that you cares? care. The rest of us don't care. I'm just well, you really telling you a care? very hard... Wait, wait, I'm you're saying you're you very personally don't care? I'm telling you a very hard, ugly truth, okay? Of all the things that I care about, yes, it is below my line, okay? Oh, of all the things that's... that I care about... It is below my line. Disappointing.
0: This guy gets to own a team. This is what happens in Adam Silver's NBA. Daniel Stern would have accepted this. The other owners are going to accept this. Just for for a bit of comparison... All Drew Brees, formerly of the New Orleans Saints, ever said was that when he sees people kneeling for the national anthem, he finds it insulting. He thinks it's an insult. And he got vilified for it. I don't care what happens to Uyghur Muslims who are literally in in work camps while while the women are left to be raped by Chinese nationals. I don't care. If the NBA won't clean its own house, even watching the NBA isn't gonna be acceptable anymore. I'm Tony Katz.
1: What
2: might be bipartisan, the possible. So I ask our colleagues in the Senate, respectfully for what they think filibuster means, to compare that, to weigh the equities against our democracy, because nothing less is at stake than our democracy. This is about suppressing the vote, it's about nullifying the elections, which Dr. King talked about that day, nullifying the election. It's about uh, just doing so many things to be obstacles to participation. That's wrong. The truth is, that's wrong. And this family, and John Lewis, and so beautifully that this bill is named for him, but the first bill, he wrote the first 300 pages of what is now called uh, Freedom to Vote. And as has been indicated by the King family, this bill is supported by all of the Democrats, House and Senate. It's just a filibuster in a way. So in a way, if you really truly want to honor Dr. King, don't dishonor him by using a congressional custom as an excuse for protecting our democracy. Wait, what? What?
0: Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, what the, what is Nancy Pelosi saying here? Wait, listen
2: again. It's just the filibuster in a way. So in a way, if you really truly want to honor Dr. King, don't dishonor him by using a congressional custom as an excuse for protecting our democracy.
0: I thought the filibuster, the congressional custom was destroying our democracy. Did Nancy get it confused? Is the medication right? The eyebrows look okay.
2: We have no right to honor this family, to visit the monument. Imagine 30, somewhat 36 years old, left this earth in such a way that he has a monument on the mall along with Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, all of them with tears in their eyes for the departure from our democracy that is happening right now on huh
0: that's well
2: that's that's
0: that's not hyperbolic no no not at all
2: all of them with tears in their eyes for the departure from our democracy that is happening right now unless The truth is acknowledged, and this legislation is passed. And with
0: that... Democracy dies unless you do exactly what we tell you to do. Because if you don't, well then, what shot do you have? Because how would you know what to do? Only we know what to do. And we'll tell you what to do and when to do it. And if you argue with us, well, you're just a racist. Oh, Nancy. Nancy, Nancy. I'm Tony Katz. What's interesting about Trump's speech in Arizona is that it it, it is true that people really don't want to cover the thing tony katz tony katz today it's good to be with you 833 got tony Eight three three four six eight eight six six nine. 468 8669 look uh, i i i've explained my position on trump many times i have never understood the never trump position I always thought it was madness. I thought the people who engaged it, even what, you know, going back to what National Review put out, and people I know and like who, who signed on to that nonsense, it was nonsense. It was a failed, ridiculous idea from the beginning because it is the most unconservative position. The conservative as opposed to the liberal. We're going to get into some brass tacks here about differences. We're not talking about just policy here. The conservative sees the world the way it is, deals with that reality. The liberal sees the world they want it to be and tries to bend reality to that. So recognizing things as they are, if my choice is Donald Trump and my choice is Hillary Clinton, the correct answer is vote for Hillary That is an irrational position that is not backed up through any study, as I would see it, of Burke or Locke or Adam Smith or Milton Friedman. None of it, none of the underpinnings of a rational society bring you to that place. For the libertarians, uh, there's a reading of Mises... Or or, or Ayn Rand uh, for the objectivist, that would bring you to the place that in order to ensure you're upholding what is good and moral, you vote for Hillary over Donald Trump. As a premise, it is so criminally insane that I don't know what to do with it. We have had presidents who tow the conservative line, who didn't do everything great, who didn't even do some things good. Who were a mess. There's really an argument after all this time that I, as a conservative, would be better off with Jeb? What an irrational position. But if my choice was Jeb or Hillary, I would have made the decision. Jeb. I'd be wearing that exclamation point loudly and proudly. The never Trump position never made any sense to me. Not liking everything he did, that's rational. That's what I do with all politicians. They're politicians. Remember, I am not an idol worshiper, and I find it really weird how people are about uh, President Trump. President Trump, for me, is uh, a means to an end. He is a tool that I utilize to get what it is that I need lower taxes, a better border, a safer society, a more stable society, a growing economy. If Trump was not in the picture, I'd have to find somebody else to be that tool or I'd have to run myself and be that tool, right? This is what's so incredibly important. The idea that you somehow need Trump in 2024 is not the case. The lessons learned from Trump you absolutely need, and you need that for 24, 28, and 32. By the way, 32 is coming, baby. How's that to freak you out? How's that to freak you out? That hit me the other day. I was like, damn. But that's what I need. So I can appreciate people who say, you know what? I want Trump to just punch people from the outside. I don't want him to run again. I just don't want it anymore. I get that. I don't think that's a, a, a problematic position. What I would warn those people against is not wanting him to run is about the idea that you want to ensure a better chance for victory. Now, someone's gonna say to me, well, of course Trump will win again. You know, they only, they only won uh, with Biden because they cheated. I'm going to say it this way. I would argue at this stage of the game, based on what we know right now, I'm talking about right now, if we're going to get into a 2024 conversation, even though I focus solely on 2022 and I focus solely on getting back the House and the Senate, you would have a better chance of winning election with Ron DeSantis than with Donald Trump. Because what you can bet on and... 833-468-8669 833 got Tony disagree with me. What you can bet on and I'm doing I'm I'm breaking this down politically guys is that you would need the media which is already putting out stories that you know DeSantis is worse than Trump. This is what they said about Pence. They said Trump is Hitler cuz these people don't know how to talk and they love disparaging the Holocaust. Trump is Hitler and Pence is worse. That's what they used to say. Now they're saying it about Ron DeSantis. Well, of course they are, it's all they have. But what you have is not the overwhelming starting point of where the media could just pick up where they left off on Trump. With DeSantis, they're going to have to reinvent the story and they're going to try and invent the story of look at all the people DeSantis got killed. And then you are going to say, wait a second, I was just in Florida, and everybody was happy as you know what. If Florida's so bad, why does Eric Swalwell go there? If Florida's so bad, why does Acacia Cortez go down there? If Florida's so bad, why are all these people moving there? It's a much harder thing for the left to do because they have to reinvent the anger and the hate. And there is... A certain amount of people. There, there, there is a certain amount of people who will gladly go along with the hating because that's what they do. But there's another group of people. I would argue a substantial one that'll say, "Yeah, I'm just tired of hating another Republican. Can you just stop it? Anything is better than what Biden's given me because that guy sucks." So now the, the if you're the if you're the media apparatchik, you got to run two offenses offenses offensives offensives that's what the word i was going for you have to run an anti-stasantis campaign while running a everything's great with biden campaign that's a hard thing to do well if you vote for if you vote for biden gas prices are going to go up Gas prices are three thirty nine a gallon on average. Well, I mean, if you vote for DeSantis, gas prices will go up. If you vote for, 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 for DeSantis, well, you know, we're all still going to have to deal with COVID. What the hell do you think we're all doing right now? If you vote for, for DeSantis, you're not going to be able to get a good deal to keep the Chinese in line. Does anybody think the Chinese are in line? So there is an argument that I make right there a logical one for why DeSantis is a better choice than Trump. Notice how I can say that without engaging the idea that Trump is the enemy of all humanity. Because I don't believe he is. But you'll notice how few people engage his speech in Arizona. Now, the Newsmax folk, they'll tell you every single time, we're the only people who cover it. We're the only people who pay attention to Trump. We're the only people covering the rallies. And uh, they they aren't the only ones, but they're the ones doing it at the most. They are aggressively doing it. It is absolutely part of, of their marketing. And... There's a success in that. They are also people, and remember, I, I do work on Newsmax. I am not paid by Newsmax. I am not paid by Fox. I am not paid by News Nation. To tell you the truth, I'm pretty upset by all of it. They should all be writing me giant ass checks. What are we talking about? Huge, huge checks with zeros and commas. I take a look at the, at the Newsmax lineup and I say, not everything about this makes me happy. Not everything they engage is my kind of stuff. It's too much Trump and I want more news. That's my take. But they have also done a good job and they got excoriated for some of this and people didn- weren't playing the long game talking about the election, moving themselves out of a problem that was presented to them based on election conversations, whether it be the lawsuits from Dominion or what have you. And they have managed to grow. So let me ask you a question. Now let's go to it. Must there be total ideological purity or must there be victory and multiple plans to it? I favor multiple ways to victory. So I favor a growing Newsmax, like I favor a growing News Nation now, like I favor a growing whatever the next one is. Because I favor more sources, giving more opportunities to reach more people who might be with us on 30% of it. 52% of it or we can go up to Ronald Reagan's 80-20 rule. If you're with me 80% of the way, you're with me. The more places that engage a conversation that doesn't start with Donald Trump is the greatest evil of all time, but rather discusses things openly, honestly, and clearly. Even if you disagree with the sentiment overall because you think they're a little too hard on Trump. They don't hate him. They just don't want him to run for president. Is that somebody you turn off? Or is that somebody who could be attracting a whole group of people? I think Newsmax has done a pretty good job of saying, look, we're covering Trump. Trump is news. Trump is a story. Trump is still moving cycle in America. Trump can move cycle more than Biden moves cycle. How can you avoid that? Fox has decided not to do that. Newsmax has, and I believe that has been successful for them, and has been smart of them, because the idea of dropping Trump altogether is a foolhardy move, just as it was foolhardy for the never-Trumpers to take their position. Foolhardy, at best. It is equally foolhardy to make the statement that it is Trump and Trump alone and nobody else matters. That is a fool's errand. And I don't think we should be engaged in fool's errands. I think that we have to, if we're going to claim some level of conservatism, look at the world the way it is. We have to look at the world the way it is. And then see what our options are. You know, the the Democrats may actually run. Uh, in in twenty twenty four, they may actually run Hillary Clinton. I, I I couldn't make this up. They may actually run Hillary Clinton. That is not that, that is not a joke. This may be the thing that happens. Hello. Hey Mr. President. I was just saying that it, it might be Hillary in 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 20 uh 24 and I I was just uh curious if if you would be uh cool with uh running against her.
1: Yes, 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 yes.
0: That's what I figured. Uh, that, that, that that that's that's what I thought. While we can go through a litany of people who the Republicans may choose the Democrats find themselves in a in a quagmire. Kamala Harris can't take over. She's just too unlikable. At this stage of the game, Pete Buttigieg has found himself not actually being trusted and less popular than he thought. And there is no bench. Cory Booker is bench? So right now... There's a couple of people in a back room trying to figure out what to do in 2024, especially considering that they will most probably lose the House and the Senate in the 2022, and they're trying to make a back room deal. No
1: one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. No one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. Really knows how the game is played. the art of the happens no one else is in the room where it happens
0: but someone's in there trying to figure it out trying desperately to figure it out. They have not come to accept their reality that the progressive wing, has ruined them with the soccer moms who can be swayed. And with all those people who said, wait a second, I just wanted to get rid of Trump. I didn't want this facotta craziness. Nope, they're still trying to bend the world to their view of progressivism. That's where we are at. Just a little bit of a political insight right there. I'm Tony Katz.
1: one of the things that that we i believe the entire world is facing but we certainly are facing it in a very very disconcerting way in the united states is the amount of disinformation that is accompanying what should be a problem where everyone pulls together against a common enemy which is the virus we have disinformation that is entirely destructive to a comprehensive public health endeavor
0: You mean like whether or not masks work? Because masks don't work against Omicron. I think that bothers people. I'm not telling you you can't wear a mask. A mask stops something but against Omicron. I mean, we already knew that masks, uh, cloth, are surgical. When they have a three millimeter gap, the efficacy goes down to 3%. We already have the CDC telling us that cloth doesn't work. They want us to wear N95s. Can you imagine your kid wearing an N95 mask for eight hours a day? No, you can't. Because you can't wear an N95 mask for eight hours a day. Keep up this fight to ensure your kids are not forced into masks. If you want them to wear one, that's on you. But the force doesn't work because the science doesn't back it up. And we should be honest and clear about those things facebook tony katz radio find everything at tony katz.com in the book let's go bourbon at amazon.com buy it today